With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the sexual hotbed that is Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to, well, we went on a temple tour. We, we went on An a field LDS trip. LDS temple tour. Yeah. They hold these open houses before they dedicate their temples. Yeah. And uh, so we drove up to one up a little bit north of good old Salt Lake City. And yeah. And we and we checked it out. We did. So we're gonna be we'll reporting report back. back to you. Yeah. On that. And so um, all the various things that we saw and did. <laughs> yeah. The miserable lines we stood in. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because <laughs> you almost got me going off about the lines. <laughs> so no, we we will talk about that later. Yeah. Boy, how to tease a sh- uh, a thing, man. Wow. We're we're. We just excited everyone about us talking about lines. <laughs> I promise there's more than just that. We won't, yeah, we won't just be ranting about, about the queue. Now, we'll, as it were. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll rant about plenty of other stuff, too. Yeah. There's that and my, other things. My ranting gets raves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to quote, where did I get that? Hawkeye Pierce, I think, on an episode of MASH. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. All right. Credit where it's due, people. Yeah, you go, Dan. So I will go. How about that? Okay, I'll go. Just launch right in. There you go. Um, so you've so uh, Massachusetts allows gay marriage. I've heard this. You yes. know, you know that it is one of mm-hmm. the states that, uh, that that's okay in. Yeah. Uh, there is, however, a house in Massachusetts in which it is not okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, a lawsuit uh, apparently is in in action currently, uh, in which uh, two a young gay or, I don't know if they're young a gay couple. Oh, they're not young. They're in their fifties. Mm, a lot less interesting. Yeah, I know, right? They're definitely not as cute as I was hoping. No, I'm just <laughs> they might be adorable. They might be absolutely adorable. Anyway, they wanted to buy a house that was owned by the Roman Catholic diocese. In Boston. Ooh, that's some bad juju. I, I, I don't know. It, it could be, be. It might be lovely. might uh, be a lovely house. That diocese? Well, well, there is that. Priests? Priests. Children? Mm-hmm. It's like buying Neverland, Neverland <laughs> Ranch. <laughs> anyway, they're, uh, they're a married couple. They wanted to buy a house. And, uh, and they were in uh, negotiations for it. And then the church backed out of negotiations. And said, oh. "No, you can't buy it." Oh, and I think, and and the reason that the lawsuit claims that they backed out of it was because they were concerned that the boys would host gay weddings <laughs> at their house. 
<laughs> so they, it wasn't enough that these two are probably already married. Oh, well, they are married, and, it, and or, or they're or they're sexual acts. Right, None right. of this bothered them. No, it's the thought of their being marriages performed. Yeah, yeah, they can't. Oh they do, They can't in good conscience sell a house <laughs> where they think that that house might eventually. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Wow. You bunch of idiots. You know, it's so funny. It's I'm selling uh, a condo currently. I'm yeah. in the process of yeah. that. That yeah. clo- closes this week. Oh, hey. Cool. And, uh, and uh, you know, you can't get emotionally attached to what's going to happen to the place no, that you're selling. No, you can't. You know, my, Andrea likes to watch all the HGTV buying and selling mm-hmm. house shows. Yeah. And, you know, some of these people, and also Andrea stages homes for people who are selling their house. Right. And all these people are so emotionally attached to their home, and they're yeah. so emotionally attached to the stuff that's in the yeah. home. And they're like, no, I don't want to change that part of the house because because it, me, it's me. that, And it's like, yeah. you're selling it. Yeah. It's not you anymore. It's right. them. I remember when I was a kid, my parents, we were moving out of a, a one one place that we you know we lived and um they um the new people who moved in tore out all the landscaping that my mom had worked really hard on drained the swimming pool painted the bottom of it black <laughs> inexplicably and uh yeah and i go. remember being incensed but i was like 12 right so how dare you do something to the house you? you now own how dare you alter this house yeah you you're um, not honoring the family from whom you bought it no, anyway. in fact. Yeah. Uh, the, the church, it is worth noting, uh, claims that this wasn't a case of discrimination against gay people. We didn't even know they were gay, <laughs> according to... Uh, but we're still concerned they might perform gay marriages. Well, you know, the, well, I, I guess they're, they're claiming, uh, the church is claiming that that's not what was the case. Oh, well, where did that story come from then? Well, the, that's what the lawsuit claims oh. is what happened oh so who knows yeah the the uh the roman diocese of worse of worcester ended negotiations in june and the couple alleged that they learned why in an email they inadvertently received in which diocesan chancellor thomas sullivan cited concern Quote, about the potentiality of gay marriages there. There's all sorts of potential for anything. Yeah. I would think they'd be more concerned about the potentiality of butt sex. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Well, <laughs> just saying. They don't like no. that. No. They, they, well, they think that's icky. Well, they, oh, yeah. they, oh, they, they probably do like it. <laughs> well, okay. Depending Outwardly, on... at, at least in public, they claim not to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, gosh. but what the, you know what the what two people do in the comfort of their own harnesses is their own business. <laughs> that, as far as I'm concerned, sure, yeah, or, wow, or what a gross do. stereotypes is what you're peddling. That's the, you're I, making huge assumptions about these two men's sexual proclivities. No, I'm just trying to go as far based as, on. The oh fact yeah, that they're that's, gay. that's Thanks, true. Dan. It's a it's a pretty big leap for me to say that two gay men are having butt sex. That, well, no, 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 right, no. That that's a huge leap. You made a sling joke, you're right? You, okay, so the way the humor works, Frank, is that you take the thing, <laughs> you push it as far as I'm you just can. saying, Dan. Yeah, whatever. I'm saying you've made huge, huge assumptions, and I'm just saying that all you gay people are gross. <laughs> I, I, gross assumptions have nothing to do with it being icky. 
Anyway. It had to do with the size of the assumptions. Oh, well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I, I assume that two fifty, a 59-year-old and a 57-year-old probably have more boring sex lives than younger guys. Right? Or they're probably trying to spice it up. Maybe. It's their last opportunity. It's their last, you know, their their last, last hurrah. Their last hurrah. Well, I wish them well. I mean, go get the sling. Have fun. <laughs> go, 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 guys. Matter of fact, you know, we, we I just attended a conference yesterday. Oh. Uh, the, the, and I'll, I'm just going to tease something here. In the next couple of weeks, in the next few weeks, uh, we will be we'll be playing some interviews that we that we that we did with uh, with some really fun speakers. We got and and one of them was Dr. Daryl Ray, who uh, who's the author of a couple of books, including his most recent recent, which is called Sex and God. Really interesting stuff. And the other was uh, Greta uh, Christina, who is uh, author of a book called Why Are You Atheists So Angry, which is Grr. which is ironic for us. <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had some fun with that one. Anyway, yeah. they were but both that's speaking. coming up. Yeah, Not that's in coming. this episode, no, no, no. but on upcoming episodes. In upcoming episodes. Yeah. But what's great is that they were here in town for a a, a uh, thing called Sex Stravaganza. Which was which which was uh, just about uh, religion and sex, yeah. but actually uh, garnered the attention of one Mr. Glenn Beck. Oh yeah, his so. he, well, it was in the Salt Lake Tribune, and then Glenn, and then Beck, Glenn Beck picked, picked it up, it up. Yeah. on his uh, his quote unquote news outlet called the Blaze, Ooh. which is. Uh, Burning down the truth. Yeah, I like, guess what's so. Their, what's their tagline? <laughs> they're, the, they're like the blaze, where everything's flaming hot. <laughs> anyway, so but yeah, uh, Daryl Ray. I was going to say, Doctor Ray was talking in his talk, and uh, he, you know, well, they all actually were just talking about how, you know, if we can, how we need to ditch Christian modes of sexuality, Christian uh, and religious. Mm. notions of sexuality how we're all kind of locked into them even if yeah. we, even if you didn't grow up christian sure. or, or religious i mean it's just in the water there's still missionary position there's, yeah there's still but <laughs> but Sorry. it is but it is like it's in our brains you know all of these these sort of set ideas about how sex is supposed to look and what sex is good and what sex is not good and yeah. what sex is appropriate and what sex is not appropriate and in the end it's like I, you know, Greta Christina actually had some great things to say about it. She, you know, she basically said, we need to look at this through an actual, as atheists especially, we need to look at this through an actual, like, real scientific lens and say, huh. what is it? I, I mean, what are our, procli- you know, what we need to look at it in terms of what harm does it do? Right. Uh, you know, if if it makes us feel good, it, it, we need to look at it through an actual ethical lens. Rational rather- sex. Yes. Yes. Let's have. Yeah. Let's have uh, well, everybody. Let's have some rational sex. That doesn't sound very fun, though. <laughs> let's have wild, crazy sex. But think about it uh, in terms of uh, actual rath- rational ethics rules. Sure. All yeah. right. But I don't know. So yeah, rational Get, sex. That kind of turns me on. Well, it would. No, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. So uh, so yeah, go out and have your crazy sex, you uh, you nutty. Atheists, but, you know. but not in that particular house, according to no. the church. No. Um, but, you know, a few states over, Dan. Yeah. Um, there are also Catholics dealing with some homosexual issues. Which state is that? It's the state of Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Um, there's a Franciscan. Franciscan. <laughs> You're wow. such an 
Wow, the Italianate pronunciation. <laughs> I've been practicing my Italian, but <laughs> that's that true. You're totally just you're running out away. of nowhere. Uh, the Franciscan University of Steubenville. Steubenville. Yes, in Ohio. Famous for their Steubenville Franciscans. Pictures, right? Don't they have... <laughs> something like that anyway isn't there like crystal steubens steuben it's not steubenville anyways uh they uh they're facing uh some problems with their accreditation oh no yeah um because How, a religious institution that might not be accreditable i know it's shocking how is that possible um they um they have a social work program Hey, cool, okay. good, sure. you know, whatever, bull. Um, but they offer a course called um, SWK314 Deviant Behavior. Oh, Deviant Behavior, which in sociology is uh, criminal acts, that sort of thing. Um, yes. And so um, the course description links homosexuality with crimes like murder, rape, and robbery. Interesting. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a little, um, yeah, it's a little disturbing. Well, yeah. Well, although here's what's interesting: in 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 sociological terms, homosexuality is a deviance from the norm, and in that in that way, you could consider it deviant. That's, that's their defense. So, I mean, sociologically saying, but you don't put that it's in, in the, the same head. class as rape. Murder, right, right. Like, like those are the things that they're going to be looking at in in that. And that's class. and and that's how the course is defined. Like in the course catalog, it says. Well, I just clicked over to the course catalog. Uh-huh. The class has since been delisted. Oh well, so Aww. it's not in the official list anymore. Sadly, um, but yeah, the university says that the term deviant is used in the sociological sense. Right. It's a, it's almost verbatim of what you just said to mean different from the norm. Um, and it says that the course covers a wide range of topics, including crime, alcoholism, heterosexual deviance, mm. and homosexuality. Right. Um, but the gay and lesbian alumni of Franciscan University is uh, is not very happy. Right. With that explanation. Yeah, I. You know, I. You. You'd have to first of all. What would be offensive is if that's how the if the course was defined. You, you know, if you're reading in the course catalog and it says we cover such you know things as murder, rape, and homosexuality. Like if it's not dif- if it's not delineated mm-hmm. from the others as being like this isn't this is only deviant because it's different. It's not deviant because it's harming the you know the society or whatever. Then you've got a problem. Mm. And chances are, in a religious institution. They're not handling it very well. No, probably not. So, yeah. yeah. But I do have to say, I sympathize with that dilemma because it should be covered. Like, a lot of things should be covered in a deviant behavior class. And you're you're just blinking at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I took sociology when I was in college. And the fact is that it crime is one part of deviant behavior. And then... Being on the fringes, well, Dan, in the I think war- the in- fact that that, that that their accreditation is in trouble yes. suggests it does suggest that they didn't handle it very exactly. well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't I don't know how I feel about about your little little comment right now. So I'm well, just going to sit back and I'm, let you dig your hole. There's no hole to so, dig. So I'm just saying, social sociologically speaking, there are segments like I belong in several deviant categories 
Mm. And none of them are criminal. Yeah, I know. And I know that, like, we can get down to parsing words here where it's like, well, but in this context, deviant is used this way. And that's how I get that. Right. Right. I mean, I I totally get that. But you have to be clear about that. But I think that, um, yeah. Okay. I think the word deviant hold, like, it's it's loaded. It's very, very, very loaded. I get it. And... So for the for the other things to be in the list, it really colors what that word is meaning in that. Absolutely, sense. and that's I totally agree with you 100 percent on that. It mm-hmm. needs so uh, frankly, sociology in as a as a as a study mm-hmm. needs to differentiate these things probably with better terminology. Right, criminal deviance versus maybe not even deviant behavior, but uh, differing behavior or fringe behavior or, or or not even fringe like. Yeah, they need to find a better word. Yeah, it's like when my doctor, who I don't like at all, um, but still continue to go to. Well, I shouldn't call. The only reason I refer to, I've only seen him once. Oh, okay. the only reason I call him my doctor is because technically he's my GP at the moment, my most recent doctor. Right. Um, but I'm changing. I'll be changing my insurance here real soon, so hopefully I can go back to my old doctor. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, my old doctor just point blank. First time I saw him in sort of that, that big long list of questions that they mm-hmm. always ask you to get a sense of how they need to be, you who, know, who you are, who you are, right? all that sort of thing. What do you do? What's blah, blah, blah. He simply point blank asked, do you have sex with men or women? Right. Point blank. Boom. Yeah. Super easy, easy, easy. This is at like the Madsen family clinic. Right. 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 And he still comes out and like says it. Boom. Right. Right. Um, and then... Uh, Not even do you identify as gay or straight. No. doesn't it's matter. who you have sex with, period. Right. Um, new doctor, that's the health question. That's the health question. The new doctor says, do you engage in any high-risk behaviors? Oh, my God. And I, and I knew exactly what he was doing because, like, the next question down that you expect to ask is, like, do you, like, you know, inject intravenous drugs right. or anything like that? Which I believe the other doctor did ask. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, do you, like, use any hard drugs? Do you do this? Do you do that? Sure. Like... And I'm like, no. But anyways, um, but the new guy, super uber high, posh doctor. High risk behaviors. He asks, do you engage in any high risk behaviors? I knew exactly what the fuck he was asking. Well, I jumped and I looked out of an at him and, I was, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, I go, you know what? Yeah, I'm a gay man, but I don't go running around having sex with no. whomever. I'm really safe and careful and yeah. like, and I'm not, you know, I don't sleep around. So the answer is no. And so the answer is no. But he didn't get to what he needed to get to. Which was, are you gay? Which is, do or, you who, ever who, have sex with gay men or with, with men? Right. You know? Because there, there are other health concerns that, it just, that come up. Well, it just changes the health questions. Right. That's so all what it I'm does. It's, it's, is, not like it, it's not like one is in greater danger than another. You know? Straight people and gay people all get sexually transmitted diseases. Exactly. All of that stuff. But they get different ones or, they're, or, or at very least... They need to be on the lookout for different things. Right. Knowing, you know, if you have sex with men, the the profile of how many of, of which diseases you're more likely to get changes. Right. Than and if you so have sex with women. I know the context is obviously different. One is right. social work and the other one is like being a doctor. But in his mind, being gay was, was linked with high-risk behavior. Right. And if in social work, you link it to the thought, to, to the idea of deviancy. Right. Yeah. It changes I, everything. It, cha- I, it colors it. I'm with you. I think I think language matters. So that's all and I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I agree. Okay. 
I uh, I was looking at a thing. So, when you think about people who read the Bible frequently, mm-hmm. do, do you think a social justice or a love of science? Because <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I, I don't. Okay. So, so are, where are you going with this, Dan? <laughs> apparent, so, a, a study came out. It was done in at Baylor University. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... It found that frequent Bible reading predicted greater support for issues ranging from the compatibility of science and religion to more humane treatment of criminals. So basically what we can gather here is that your more liberal religious types are the ones who are actually doing any of the Bible reading. Who are actually frequently reading the Bible. Exactly. Bible, right. Right. Yeah. Whereas the less informed... Believe they know what the Bible says and stick with their brain, their <laughs> their preconceived notions about... Because that's all that says to me. Right. Well, and I, it, it does seem to be comparing people who frequently read the Bible with people who infrequently read the Bible, rather than people who believe the Bible and people who don't believe the oh. Bible. It's not comparing those two things. In, yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, it's, it is interesting. It found that the likelihood, it, it said it found that the likelihood of Christians saying it's important to actively seek social and economic justice to be a good person increased 39% with each jump up on the ladder of frequency of reading scripture. Wow. Same huh. thing happened with, uh, uh, it was more. They were more likely to say that it's important to consume or use fewer goods to be a good person. Uh, same thing happened with reading the Bible uh, more often. It was also linked to attitudes towards science. Wow, including uh, including believing that there is uh, an uh, that that they can be compatible. That that religion well, and science can be compatible. Fundies, please start reading the Bible. Read the Bible more. Read the Bible. Someone, it has beneficial effects on your according mind. According to this study, if someone comes to you and says <laughs> that they don't believe in social justice and that they don't believe in science, it probably means they're just not reading the Bible enough. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Frank? Because it's just <laughs> stupid. It's just absolutely absurd. What? Oh, I just used the stupid word. It's uh, It's science. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's awesome. Cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> Baylor University, what are you going to do? Thanks, Baylor. Yeah. That was well done. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. It makes sense to me. If you read the Bible enough, eventually you're going to get the sense that Jesus actually wanted people to take care of each other and wanted to take care sure. of the poor and stuff. Yeah. No. And it also means that you're probably considering the world in a much more in a more thoughtful way than uh, than people who are just sort of out there believing things without actually reading them and if you're doing right. that then you're probably more likely to be yeah, somebody who scientifically actually scientifically minded who reads <laughs> right <laughs> like if you like yeah you, it's not like yeah, I hate to just draw on like stereotypes here but, but like, you're if, gonna... if you're if you're if you just don't read Right. Like yeah. you're not a reader. You're not much of a thinker. You're not much of anything. Right. As far yeah. as that's concerned. Right. You don't really ponder your world. You don't do this. You don't do that. Right. Especially if you. If but you, you go around reading the Bible all the time. Like that's probably not. Those no. two things don't link up. No. That's in, it's an interesting thought. What ends up happening is that people be, people read a little bit of the Bible. They go to church there and then they decide that it's true, but they don't continue to read it. 
Right. They figure they've got it down. They know that it's already true. Well, and they stop. These are people who arrive at church with Bible in hand. Mm-hmm. And they turn to the page and they read along to the prescribed one or two little verses that, that, that are being talked about in that moment. Right. And, and whoever their pastor is has told them that these verses are supporting mm-hmm. X theory. Right. And, uh, and then and they, they just buy it. They never read the context. They never huh. go in deeper, whatever. Anyways. Because you get lost in a bunch of begats and shit. But, but I think the Boring. most important thing here that we do need to mention is that you're probably still better off just not reading the Bible at oh, all. Yeah. yeah, don't read the Bible. So No, that's not true. Read it. I, I, I support people reading the Bible. I just don't support them believing it. <laughs> it's a bunch of nonsense, but we should know it. It's so funny. Like, Well, that's true. That's, like I yeah. always my my iPhone I have the Bible and the Book of Mormon all of that loaded on there. Mm-hmm. So that like the other day someone was wearing a t-shirt that said some biblical reference mm-hmm. and I was like I wonder what that is and I just looked it up. Right. But I had a friend call me the most dangerous atheist she knew because I because when I told her that I always had the scriptures with me. Oh, I was like no, funny. I always carry those with me. That's, I know. That's funny. Yeah, actually I was talking to one of my students the other day and they the title of her film that she's working on is called Judas. Oh. And it, it's it's intentionally a reference to to you know Judas in yeah. the Bible, um, and the betrayal of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. Right. And which um, I think was rude of Judas. Oh, it was rude. Um, and she's she's a, a non-believer. I think she might be atheist. I think she self-identifies as atheist. Sure. But uh, nonetheless, she's a total non-believer. <laughs> she goes to Catholic school, but you know that's her parents. Uh-huh. Um. And, uh, but anywho, she, um, we, we were talking about the whole, this whole thing and she was like, you know, like, she's like, I don't want to push this metaphor too far because I don't want people to think that this is like a religious film or anything. Right. Well, the film was about like heroin use in Salt Lake City amongst teenagers. Mm. Right. And how it pushes people. She's, she's kind of creating this metaphor about how it makes you betray your loved ones. Right. And, um, and, but she's like. She was like, I, but I just feel like I need to open it with a Bible verse, uh-huh. and and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I think that's cool. I think that's that's really a smart move, especially if you're naming your show exactly. You've already gone that Judas, far, yeah. And she's like, but you don't think that that will make people just think that it has a religious slant or this? And I'm like, nothing else about your film is is religious, right? And I'm like, I think that's part of being a cultured, well-read, you know, member of our society is you do have a familiarity with the Bible. Sure. You do know these stories, you know, like it's, it's, it's part of it. I think people should read all the, all the crazy books, <laughs> Bible and Book of Mormon and the Quran and the, sure. Don't read the Book of Mormon. Don't. You know, I take that one back. Yeah. It is so boring. Just don't even bother. Ether in print. Right? <laughs> yeah. Chloroform in print Chloroform. is, is, is yeah, what, that's uh, it. is what Twain said. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I think it's just so, so boring, but. Read, you know, read the Quran, read the Bhagavad Gita, you know, educate yourself, figure out what, what, what's good in it and what's crap in it. Sure. Yeah. Hint, like mass murder and, and, and God condoned rape is crap. Yeah. That's a hit. Hint. Sure. Okay. Right there. Good. Good. Just want to point people in the right direction. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I feel like we need to bring up one of the big news stories of the week oh yeah Um, there was a couple of those yeah and this one is the whole um the film 
that was at least initially blamed um, for the, um, uh, the riots, the riots in Libya and Egypt, right? Um, and the death of some uh, uh, consulate workers and, and the ambassador and the ambassador himself, yeah. Um, and so, um, but th- I, I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at a page that actually doesn't have it's it's um it's on religionnews.com. Mm. Um, it's the twelve essential points about the offensive film <laughs> on the Prophet Muhammad. Um, but anyways, we, we were having an interesting conversation earlier that I I kind of want to just sort of revisit. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I kind of took the position for a minute of um, I, I think that this is a a community. That, that needs to be um, what, what's the right word um, desensitized to you're saying Muslims Muslims especially need, Middle Eastern Middle Muslims. Eastern Muslims need yeah. to be they need to be desensitized to um, to bad and poor representations of things that they hold sacred to to speech to speech they, they need, need to be <laughs> they need to be desensitized <laughs> to free speech to free speech um, and. I, I think that it's an interesting conversation initially all just right by itself. It's, it's, you, we almost need to hold that conversation outside of the facts right. of like what actually went down with this, with this whole thing. Because it's like, you know, the, um, because it turns out right that it probably was Al Qaeda and it probably it was, was a very organized thing and they were, right. just, they were just, Looking for an excuse or something to make some, it look like a mob had formed spontaneously. Exactly, but right. that's not a, that's not but, at all what happened. But that's not what happened. And then yeah, you know, and probably, then, probably. I mean, who knows at this point? Um, but I mean, what do you think of that? Sort of this this balancing of freedom of speech versus religious no, sensitivity. I heard and, I heard some guy on NPR, and I don't remember who. I I didn't catch who it was because I just came into it late. But mm-hmm. he was talking about how he. He was. He said, "You know, I think he was Middle Eastern in, uh, in origin." And he said, "We need to really discuss whether this American thought of of free speech being sacred is such a good idea, because it isn't. Because because you know, you know, when you offend people this deeply, it causes. You know, it. We can't. They can't be expected to be." I don't know what he was saying, but I just thought to myself, bullshit. Yeah. It needs to go the other way. Yeah. Where people need to just chill out. Stop being so ridiculously sensitive. Right. I need to be able to say, you know, I, because I'll tell you what, Muslims, I think your shit's ridiculous. (laughs) I do. Yeah. No, I'm being, I'm not saying anything that's like, that's, that's out there. I'm just being honest. No. Yeah. And if honesty can't be. I mean, and frankly, people should have the right to be dishonest, too. People have, should have the right to be complete and other, utter dicks. Meaning, making this film is not the worst thing that anybody's ever done in the world. It was, first of all, first of all, well, first I will of all, sympathize. I have not seen the film. I watched But I, it's being characterized as basically a hate speech propaganda piece right. akin to, um, um, like, maybe like Birth of the Nation. Here's the thing. I saw... Some of it. I uh-huh. went. I went onto the YouTube's. I found it. I watched some of it. I almost rioted myself <laughs> because it's so fucking stupid. 
It's so bad. <laughs> the guy at one point, the guy had claimed that he had gotten five million dollars from Jews to to make this film. There's no way he had five. If you <laughs> this this thing was made for three thousand dollars and a bunch of hateful people like dressed up in 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 stupid clothes to make it. It do, is do, so bad. Do you buy the claim that the actors didn't know? Oh, I because I can totally see how that. that I mean, as a filmmaker, I totally get it. I yeah, I know can, how I could dupe some some actors into doing something that they wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there were, I, I would for. imagine that one or two would have to have been complicit, mm-hmm. and and the rest were just sort of doing like thinking they were getting some great acting break uh-huh, or whatever. Uh-huh, sure, but oh my god, it's so bad. None yeah. of these actors have ever been in anything else before. These aren't actors. I mean, it was just awful. Hmm. I wanted literally. I wanted to to like storm something and burn a flag as well, just because it was so bad. But content-wise, it was clearly ridiculous. And if you're <laughs> going to take offense at that... Well, it, and it almost seems to me that, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe people sat around in the, in the Middle East, um, you know, watching it, right, and going and then forming some sort of outrage but my guess is it was a lot of hearsay it was a lot of people saying oh there's this video that they made in america and we need now to go riot right it was it was a bunch of organized groups that were already angry yeah exactly and somebody was like hey you'll never guess what's going to come out in america it's a movie and it's been made just to blah 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 and you know they don't speak english and i think the thing's all in english so they don't they don't know how awful it is or whatever but yeah i mean it's 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 if you watch it clearly there's nothing credible about this film at all right the production values are so ridiculous and stuff like nothing about this thing is credible it looks it looks like what it is which is that a crackpot made a stupid film (laughs) so but but yeah i mean if if you got a group full of guys a room full of guys who are easily whipped up anyway right all you need is anything Mm -hmm. to whip them up some stupid, some guy in Florida with a big dumb mustache who says he's going to burn the Quran, and suddenly everybody's all up in arms. The, the, but I think your point is right. Mm-hmm. Just get the fuck over it. Yeah, like, like you, it, it makes me. I'm not going to, but it makes me want to like go out and make some mildly offensive shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like actually dress an actor up and have him play the prophet muhammad yeah. you know and like like do the things that push their buttons but i don't i won't because right. I, I don't think that that's that's the right thing to do no but it does i it does bring out the sort of the little shit in you doesn't it yeah yeah it, it makes me want to do that too or at least have like have it be not completely non-offensive like a fact, uh, just, just like just like an informational video, but have it be hosted by the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> just like the content of the video is all very like, it, very reaching out, very no. very much a, a bridge piece, a no, bridge no. building piece. But then it's just hosted. Hi, I, I'm Muhammad, <laughs> and Prophet, here's, here's and my founder question, of yeah. Islam. We know it's bad to do the image to like represent the image, but is it bad to represent the voice? <laughs> The Prophet Muhammad. If it is, then I just got in trouble. Yeah, you just got you just got yourself in trouble. Well, I already told Muslims I think their shit's ridiculous. What more? Yeah, that's different than like drawing a picture of Muhammad or doing his voice. Well, I first of all, he he didn't speak English, so it wasn't a very good impression (laughs) because I don't speak no Arabic. No, that's true. So Hmm. yeah, I don't care. But any yeah, anyways, fatwa Uh, all you want. Yeah, I mean it's obviously like 
like I said, the, we're, it, it's almost necessary to take per- certain parts of this and hold the conversation in a vacuum. Yeah. Ir- you know, regardless of the facts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because like, there's there's an I, ideological I weird thing, but the, yeah, there's 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 things that really need to be discussed. Um, it's probably a terrible position to, to to kind of say. Well, we need to, it's good for us to hold these discussions outside of the <laughs> without holding them up to facts. But like, it's a it's a really um, yeah. How do you balance free speech? In the 21st century, in such a connected world, is making a film like that almost the equivalent of shouting fire in a crowded theater? You know, it, it may actually be at this point. Yeah. Just culturally speaking, it may be that that's the case. Just because they are, because things are so ignitable down there yeah. right now. But in the end, god damn it, just get over it. Yeah. Anyway, I will make this point, though, just to like bring it back to some facts. One of the things that has not been covered very well in the American media has been the fact has been the sort of counter protest and, and the support that's actually um, risen up in the in the streets of of Libya um, um, that are, are condemning the attacks. Right. And, th- and that's actually been something that the people have been out there. They've been holding up signs written in English. Um, to say this isn't us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that. That's out there. It, it, it hasn't been widely reported. Well, it's been reported-ish. I think. But, I think that, uh, the focus has been on 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 the actual attacks. Yeah. And I've so. and I've I've definitely seen that. And I've seen a, a few things pop up that say you know like there was a thing going around on Facebook that said if you don't want Christianity to be judged by these guys and it shows a bunch of Christian dipshits that are you know that blew people up. Then don't judge Islam by these guys, and it shows all you know mm. Osama bin Laden and all that sort of sure. thing. Sure, I get all that. I think we just need to get rid of the religion altogether, but that's a little ways off. We'll see. <laughs> Although you know, there's another way that we could handle all of this. Oh, what's that, Dan? Well, we should be subscribing to a new publication that has, oh? that's coming out in Poland. Oh, I don't read Polish, but if I did. This would be a strong contender for my for my subscription dollars. Okay, T- tell me more. Well, uh, the, you know it's a it's a very Catholic uh, country, Poland. So it is, yeah. And yeah, uh, they created a pope. They did. And oh, and by the way, when I was there uh, this summer, uh-huh. you, I don't think anyone has told them that he's gone now. <laughs> I really, there is not a single image of Pope Benedict. Anywhere around there, Ratzinger is nowhere to be found. Wow! But John Paul is everywhere. Yeah. It's like his image. You can buy. You can still buy four hundred thousand things that have his image on it. It's like um, Kennedy. Oh, um, President Kennedy. Uh, his picture was in the in the nineties when I was in in Italy. Uh, it was still everywhere. <laughs> He was the Catholic president. Right. Nobody told them that he was gone. They were like, oh, really? (laughs) There's no longer a Catholic president of the United (laughs) States? Yeah. Anyway, so in in Poland, there is now a publication uh, that is... What's it called? Let me find it. It's called... Well, I just can't pronounce that. That's just not a word. That's That's a Polish word. But it's about exorcism. It's the Exorcist magazine. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
It's a, it's called Exorcista. The the new magazine, it'll have an initial print run of 15,000 copies. Oh my. And it's uh yeah, it's it's all about exorcism. <gasps> Apparently exorcism's wow. been uh flourishing in Shut the up. in in the uh post-communist I, East Eastern Europe block. Exorcism blows my mind. I know. Like, we have talked about exorcism before, and I think I've made the same point before, which is, I just can't believe people, I can't believe shit's for real. No, right? I that know. people actually, actually, like, modern day, for real, <laughs> not in some <laughs> movie, are doing exorcisms. Yeah. Like, it just... Blows my mind. Yeah, and I know that's that's the Mormon upbringing where you, there's nothing like that really. Right, and so like my exposure to it growing up was just it was only in movies, and then to like <laughs> as an adult realize people think that wow. someone's being possessed by a demon. That blows my mind. Yeah. So uh, apparently the number of exorcists in Poland has risen from four to more than 120 in the last 15 years. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, they're doing a and that warrants a magazine. Well, you know, it wouldn't just be for the exorcists; it would be for those interested in exorcism. Oh, and is maybe it, maybe is... priests interested in becoming exorcists. I don't know, or just but a curious public. It's a, there's an interesting quote here that I think is just fascinating. Um, it's from uh, Father Alexander Pol- Poskas- Posaki. Sure, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, and he says, capitalism creates more opportunities to do m- business in the area of occultism. Fortune <laughs> telling has even been categorized as an employment f- as employment for taxation. What? Yeah. It's find the money. Oh, there's money God. in this shit. No, your your daughter doesn't need a therapist. She needs an exorcist. Oh, my God. Let's get the demon out of her. Oh, poor yeah. dear. Oh, it's poor all dear. just sad. But, you know, if you need I to... I love the idea of a magazine, though. Like, yeah. we, like how, do, how do we get a copy of it, and how do we get it translated into I English? I know. I don't know. For 10 zloty, zwotje is how they would... Yeah, it's spelled Z-L-O-T-Y, but I think they would say zwotje. Zwotje. The, the L should be crossed, even though it's not in this oh, article. God damn it. They don't know anything. I've got a bunch of Polish Zwotia. I've got like like 200 Polish Zwotia in my wallet right now. You could get like a gumball? I, I could get, No, I could get... Uh, Wait, how much was the magazine? 10 oh. Zwotia. I could get a whole bunch of magazines. There you could, yeah. Why do you have so much Polish money? Because I didn't change it back before I got out of the country. Like 200 would be a sum. If you yeah, can buy a whole magazine for ten, ten is about a little over three dollars. So yeah, it's, I've got a bunch. I, you got some. You're like a Polish millionaire. I am. I am a Polish millionaire. <laughs> I just need to go and find an exchange place for it. Yeah, here in the here in the states. Anyway, hmm. you should yeah. go do that, Dan. So maybe I, I don't know. Maybe they have pictures of people floating and heads <gasps> turning around backwards and all of the things that. Oh my god! Theoretically. That never happened. Anyway. Okay. There you go. I've got a message for you, Dan. (gasps) Ooh, I like messages. From Jacques Berlinablau. Berlinablau. Jacques Berlinablau. 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 (laughs) Which means blue person from Berlin. Weird. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. 
roughly. Jacques the Blue Berliner. Right. Um, well, his message to you, Dan, Ooh, is me. stop whining. <gasps> Have I been whining? Yeah. Okay. No, you you really haven't been. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm assuming it's probably just Jack or Jacques uh, Berliner Blau. Mm-hmm. Um, he, um, he kind of uh, thinks a little bit like you and I do. Oh yeah, a little yeah yeah. There's definitely some uh, some. The Venn diagram has a lot of overlap um, <laughs> between him and us. And uh, so, anyways, he uh, just wrote a book called "How to Be Secular: A Call to Arms for Religious Freedom." Oh. Um, and uh, so, anyways, he his message is one of um, kind of calling the uh, American atheists out. Mm. Uh, and uh, for uh, for uh, being a little uh, a little over the top. Now, are you with, saying um, are you saying American atheists as in the people atheists. the people in America who are atheists? Or, no, 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 or the they... organization oh. Ameri- American atheists. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, basically, he's he's he, well, he says American atheist movements, and this is. This is not the fully capitalized one. Just American atheist movements, uh, though fancying themselves aligned, are more like the gimpy little zebra crossing over the river full of crocs. Uh, Although fancying themselves a lion. Okay, sorry. I thought I didn't understand what you said. Oh, what did I say? Oh, just lion. Oh, okay. I'm like yeah, lion. fancying themselves a lion, the the animal, right? Yeah. Um, he calls out most American atheists. As yeah. We're talking. Not the official American atheists, you place. gimpy zebras. But he does mention he does call them out quite a bit in the book, apparently. Oh, um, and uh, so yeah. So he's just say, he's saying that these guys think that they're big, a big deal, and they they think that they're having some major effect, and they're right. Not. Well, what he's promoting is secularism. Okay, and um, and I actually I really want to get this book and read it so we can actually talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. in depth. Um, I just kind of wanted to put it out there that, that, that yet here's another person who is calling for very similar things. Don't, don't be so angry. Don't mock religious people. Mm. Um, it, it's completely opposite, you know, to, you know, it's going to be completely ineffective in, in achieving the, the larger goal, right. which is acceptance of atheists in, in America. Right. And it's not, and it's not just acceptance of atheists. Like that is one of the major goals that we need to be working toward. But there mm-hmm. are other major goals, including finding a way to say, let's not bring religion into our public, yeah, into our public sphere. Yeah. Um, without everybody saying, being able to say, well, they're just attacking religion. Right. Exactly. And the problem is that every time a billboard goes up that says, you know, that says something like, Christians are stupid. Join angry atheists and be fun. And we, you know, we're better. Right. It just, it basically negates our message rather than, yeah. I mean, it, it, it does, as was pointed out to me, those billboards do increase membership in that organization. Sure, they probably help from fundraising from and... people who already are atheists. Exactly. It does not help our place in society. It nope. does not help our message in in the world. And it sounds like this uh, Berliner Blau guy is with us on that. Yeah. Um, and he actually, um, I watched one of his videos that he puts that he put up on on uh, YouTube. And uh, it was his take on the whole Chick-fil-A thing. Mm. It was the one that I watched. And, um, yeah, 
I, uh, I, I kind of liked his approach. I liked his, his, his angle. I liked how he, um, it, it seemed extremely rational. Huh. And that's the thing. Like, like, like that's one of the things that you preach a lot is just sort of the need for, for a rational approach to everything. And that's the problem that I have with, um, the posting of these really angry billboards mm. and these alienating billboards. Yeah. Right. The, 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 and is that they're, they don't seem to have been fully thought out. Right. They don't seem to actually be like looking at the big picture. It, what it is, is it's, it's, uh, affirming their own self. Mm-hmm. It's this thing of like, you see, I'm right. Ha ha. Which only affirms all the religious people's preconceived ideas about what atheists are. Which, which I mean, which like, is though, a bunch of dicks. That approach is only is only feeding into their narrative right. about atheism. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it, you the know, and it's I not like everything it. we need to do is, needs to be. It's not like everything we do as atheists needs to be about engineering other people's views of us. Sure, no, I don't you think can't, that that's you can't like, live your life that way. No, absolutely not. But when you're crafting a message that you're trying to put out into society at large, when mm-hmm. that is the whole point of. I mean, and that's what a billboard is. That's right. what going on a show is. Exactly. Like, that's crafting a message. That message needs to be thought out a little bit more than just like, haha, we know how stupid your religion is. Right. Well, great. You know, go awesome. ahead and believe that. I believe that too. I believe that the religion is pretty stupid. It's just a lot of preaching to the choir. Right. And only you, preaching to the choir. Only the choir is going to hear you. To use a religious metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. Right. Yeah. There, Brent's there's... been making fun of me because I keep talking about, well, well, this atheist preaches this and this atheist <laughs> preaches that. And he's like, why are you using the word preaches? Right. Well, because and, but well, that's, but that's what it is. Well, and it doesn't, you know, and what I've finally come to is that these, these phrases, these words don't just belong to religion anymore. They're, no. they belong to the society. They are, exactly. they are now cultural words, not religious words. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean honestly, yeah. When your when your message is only going to be well received or only going to be received as intended mm-hmm. by people who already agree with you, right? What have you accomplished? Well, and this is a, another quote from the book: If atheists want to live in a secular country, they will need allies. Those allies are called religious moderates, right? And those people, it's you know, moderates are going to go. They're going to swing with. With, with, with uh, you know, like if they see you as a bunch of jerks, they're not going to come over and, and, and side with you. Right. Well, and they're not going to defend you. And they're not like the religious moderates are people who can totally understand the benefits of living in a secular society. Right. Because they don't have an it agenda them too. To, to, to go out and try to get everybody to be their, their, their color of, of religious. Right. That's not typically well, a think- moderate approach well i think one of the interesting points is that this uh you know these these uh billboards that are so volatile these you know when people go on bill o'reilly and just yell back at back and forth with him Uh what they're doing is taking those potential allies and pushing them away yeah absolutely they're actually having the opposite effect that they need to be having right they're pushing instead of drawing right great thanks a lot guys well done (laughs) I hope we're all proud of ourselves. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, there you go. Anyways, I want to get a copy of that book. I, yeah, that I, sounds uh, really interesting. And, and then I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to not stop talking about it for a while. 
I, I think that's probably true. You're going to get intolerable for a minute. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Anytime I read a book. <laughs> oh, Frank read a book. This is why I don't we can read. Tell. This is why I don't read. Look I, at him. I want to going be... around talking about his book. <laughs> God damn it. Did he mention the book again? <laughs> just go. Anytime he reads a book, you have to just give him like three weeks. Don't go around don't go. him because he's insufferable. No, we need to send one person into him. <laughs> to get it all out. <laughs> who's it going to be this time? Who's, who's the sacrificial lamb that gets to talk to him about the book? <laughs> gets to hear all the ranting about the book. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> anyway. I don't, I don't do this. No, you're, you're fine. No. You're fine. I do go on and on. <laughs> well, it's kind of our job right now. We, we are podcasters, and all we do is talk into microphones the entire time. So really, yeah. we kind of have to have things to blather on about. That's true. All right, cool. Anyway, if you want to blather on to us, hey, th- there are ways to do that. Yeah, you can get on our Facebook page at thank that facebook.com slash tgi atheist. Yeah, that's a good one. Or yeah. uh, or you can go to thank God I'm atheist.com and uh, read our blog and yeah. and uh, and you know check all that stuff out oh yeah or uh, or um, you can email you us email us which is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com and we also have a voicemail which is Ooh. a great place to give us some feedback tell us what you think of the show get your voice on get the show get your voice on the show that's 424-666-8442 yeah or uh, uh, or just uh, yell at the wind and hope that it gets to us. That works, too. We have a little bit of audio to play for you today. Mm, as, um, as we like to do. As we like to do. And, um, you know, like, uh, everybody out there might be getting tired, a little bit tired of Pat Robertson. I don't know how. But How do you get tired of that guy? Here's the deal. We're going to keep playing. As long as he keeps saying stuff like we're about to play, we're going to keep playing him. And this was, by the way, I should say that this was... Uh, we were pointed in the direction of this particular uh, video by one of our one of our listeners, uh, a Facebook friend, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. Who was it? It was uh, oh, it was Anitra. Oh, cool. Facebook friend Anitra said said all y'all might like this. All right. Well, here it is. First one comes from Michael, who says, my wife has become a real problem. She has no respect for me as the head of the house. She insults me. She even went as far as stretching her hand to beat me. I've lost my self-confidence. Her words hurt so much, and she refuses to talk through our problems. Please tell me what I can do. Well, you could become a Muslim, then you could beat her. (laughs) But in lieu of that. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to go to Saudi Arabia? No, no. <laughs> uh, You know, I think she, this man's got to stand up to her, uh, and, and he can't let her get away with this stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think we condone wife-beating these days, but something's got to be done to, to make not her... physically, but, I mean, why would she not want to talk through their problems? That's well, so unlikely. she is just totally... Uh, uh, well, she's rebellious. The chances are she was rebellious with her father and mother. She's a rebellious child, and she doesn't want to submit to any authority. And she probably had temper tantrums when she was a kid. And, you know, you know the little girl, I hate you, I hate you, and she wants to slap her father. Well, that's the same kind of thing. She's just, she's transferred the father. Now, she might... Oh, I hate to say everything's got to be some psychological counseling, but... You know, well, no, but I think you need some a third party here. Yeah, definitely. But that's the problem. She does not understand authority. When she was growing up, nobody made her behave. And now you've got a 
13-year-old and a 30-year-old woman's body, and she is acting like a child. Yeah. Now, what do you do with that? You can't divorce her according to the Scripture. And so I say, <laughs> move to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, oh, Patty. I think he just gave that man permission. I think he really, really, really wanted to say beat the shit out of her. Yeah, it's pretty... It was. I mean, it's so clear. He's like, "Well, we we, we don't. We can't really say that anymore. I guess we don't do wife beating anymore. I guess. <laughs> but uh, it is what you, the Bible would have you do. How do you do this? So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? There's got to be a thing. Uh, I, you know, really, it's beating. It's got to be a beating. The best uh, thing for you would be to um, <laughs> deny the Christ. Become Muslim and uh, move to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's, that's, just so you can beat her. Just so you can beat her, and then and then and then reaccept Jesus as your Lord. Yeah, and later on, once she's back in once, line. Once she's in line, because uh, yeah, because it's yeah. her problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Poor guy doesn't have an obedient wife. Mm. That's just hard. We are making an assumption here. What? It could have been a woman writing in. <laughs> it could be her. her abusive no, I, th- I lesbian. think it was, I think it was Michael. It was Michael. Although I knew a girl named Michael. Yeah, I did too. We'll Not see spelled the, no, the traditional way. No. I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you, you get hung up on the wife beating thing because that's clearly like outrageous. Oh yeah, it's but, fun. But well, I, not the, no, you're the, right. The, the, yeah. With the audio, it's that's, fun. That's the juicy part. But yeah. we're still doing the whole, my wife has to be obedient thing. <laughs> we're really still doing that. Well, like, to, be on, to be I mean, fair, Pat I'm going to pull get. up that letter again. My wife has become a real problem. She has no respect for me as the head of the house. Okay, that's a problem right there. Yeah. Uh, she insults me. That's not nice. No. And she even went as far as stretching her hand to beat me. <laughs> I don't know. I, first of all, I love the line where he says, well, you can't divorce her according to scripture, which is just like, well... That's a good enough reason right there to divorce the scripture. Like, (laughs) believe believe me, divorce is great. Yeah. I mean, for most people, you need to have that option in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if apparently this wife might start beating him. Yeah. Maybe she's moving. Robertson better look out. I know. She's going to come get him. (laughs) She she is. She's going to beat the... He's an old man. Oh, I beat Pat Robertson. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, that guy can't even defend himself at this point. Uh, I just I just push him and watch his hip break. Oh, <laughs> just push him in the hip and it break. He doesn't even have to fall over. Or just sneak up behind him and say, boo, and hope that that does something. Yeah. I love the, 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 the woman who, like, reads the letters. Like, it, first of all, I love the format because there's always, like, a woman there reading I think the it's the same woman, right? There's sometimes, um, this was a white woman. There's sometimes a black woman. Really? Isn't there a black woman sometimes? I don't think I've ever seen that, but possible. I think so. I thought she was just the co-host. She's the Kathy Lee. Or the... No, I think it's like the Pat Robertson show, and he has various different women who <laughs> help him out. It's more like it's more like a Wheel of Fortune, then. Or, or Price is Right. Where you, you just have one or two women... Yeah. I always it may, may not be a black woman. It might just be. Anyway, it's I not like know. we watch the show. Obviously, yeah, we, <laughs> we don't. Just, we all, watch all I ever get are the clips that YouTube we talk, clips. end up talking about, which means that we're not being fair. But I, I love her little like, oh, <laughs> like 
He's like, well, you can't beat her. And she's like, well, no, you can't. So <laughs> let's move on. Well, you get the sense that her job isn't just to read the questions and interact. Her job is to like, like know when he's going so far afield and try and pull him back. <laughs> Subtly try to like, oh, shit, he's doing oh, it again. Pat. Well, no, you can't beat her, Pat. And, uh, and and he's like, well, I hate to say anything about counseling and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, you should. Yeah, Counseling sounds about right right now. <laughs> like, Pat Robertson is, like, the worst kind of example of the generation he grew up in. Right, exactly. Men who just totally diss on counseling, totally discredit it yeah. as, like, this this sign of weakness. Or right, right. It's, it's far, I mean, for the religious side, that it's, like, this... You know, like, why do you need a counselor? You just need a good minister. You yeah. Know? And, and a beating. And a beating. That's what <laughs> That's you all need. you need. Because, boy, God. those were well-run homes with <laughs> lots of happy children. Yeah. Only good came out of those homes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Spare the rod and spoil the wife. That's what I say. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Yeah. I came up with that. Yeah. Anyway, hey, uh, should we talk about our little field trip? Yeah. We went to the temple. We did go to the temple. We sang. We even sang temple hymns on our way up there. We did. Yeah. <laughs> or children's songs. It was like a primary song. It was wasn't a primary it? song, yeah. yeah. All right. So for those of you who are not too familiar with Marmon, Marmons. The Marmons. Um, they, um, when they build a new temple... And let's let's actually explain kind of what a temple is. Yeah. Um, so in the in the Mormon faith, um, temples are this thing that that, that, that you, as a child you you strive for, you work for. Like mm. you go to church normally at your your little local meeting house, right? That's where every once once a week, and you do all the normal boring Mormon stuff, right? Right. Um, and then you reach adulthood. And when you are about, if you're a young man, it's when you're about to go on a mission and you go to the, you go to the temple in order to receive your endowment. Mm. And, uh, and so you go in and this is the, this is the first moment that you'll actually, from this point on, you'll wear garments, right? Um, That's garments are get the underwear. The, the magic underwear is linked to the temple ceremony. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and to being like a, a faithful and, and good Mormon, you, you wear your garments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the temple is also where you, um, you receive your new name. Mm-hmm. And this yes. is, this is the name. If you're a man, this is the name that the Lord will use on the morning of the first resurrection to call you forth from the grave. Oh yeah. Um, and if you are a woman, it is the name that your husband will use to call you forth from the grave on the morning of the first resurrection. <laughs> and uh, that's true. That's true, everybody. So, fun fact <laughs> men know their wives' temple name. Right. Women do not know their husbands' right. temple name. Why, why would they need to? Well, they wouldn't need to. They're not the Lord. Here's another fun fact. Yes. Everybody that gets their endowment out on that same day has the same temple name. That's true. A lot of most Mormons don't think that. Most of them go through and they're like, "Oh, I got a very unique and special name to me." Yeah. Except that no, no. Which Never. means, as a as a Mormon man mm-hmm. in the fi- you know after you know, in the millennium when when you're when men are calling forth their wives, mm-hmm. you could call forth a whole shit ton of people. You probably will be. Yeah. You're like, yeah. hey, Ruth, yeah. come forth. 
And out Arise, come, Ruth, and from then the grave. Out, out comes like 20, 40, 50 Ruths. You don't know how many Ruths there are in, the, in, you know, in your little vicinity. You That's hope you true. get the right one. Yeah, and you're like, uh, you're, oh, God. You're like, you're like oh, not you. Sorry, go back. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, oh, not you, not you. You, ah, uh, there you are. But of course, I they mean, all just look like the, 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 the crypt, crypt keeper, keeper at this point. <laughs> ah, they haven't. Anyway. This is the Mormon version of the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> in which you call forth zombies uh. from the grave. And so, anyways, the temple is this lovely, special place. Um, what were some of the words that were used in the video that that described? Well, uh, I happen to have in front of me the brochure that was handed to us. Oh yes, and it indeed. says it says Brigham City, Utah Temple. Welcome. We hope you find peace and inspiration during your visit here. Yes, indeed. And also what's important um, to know about temples is that the public is not allowed into temples. Right. Once but they are dedicated. Once, they're, once they are dedicated to the Lord. Yes. You can't go it's in a and special ceremony. One of the top officials of the church comes out and he waves his hands about and... <laughs> Um, and the the crowd actually does a, the Hosanna shout with their with their handkerchiefs in with hand. Their handkerchiefs in hand. They they, they raise their hand. They, they Hosanna. They all, Hosanna. Yeah, they throw their hands in the Hosanna. air with their handkerchiefs and they say Hosanna three times. Yeah. And then they break a bottle of champagne across the bow. No, oh. that's where he lies. Oh yeah. dang it! First part's true. <laughs> it's uh, Martinelli's. <laughs> they just <That's> right. <laughs> they just use some sparkling apple cider. Get us some. Uh, yeah, exactly. And oh. they 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 christen the temple. Yeah. No, none of that. None, none, that second part about the christening is not true. But they do They do uh, uh, dedicate it. And they then once it. they do that, you have to have a Mormon temple temple recommend right. to go Which in. is a bit of an ordeal to get. So, yeah. But anyways, so I don't recommend well, yeah, doing yeah. that. If, if, you want, if you want to go into a, a dedicated temple, you're going to have to be a Mormon for probably many years. A year. A year. A year. Is yeah. it a year? It's a the, the, the standard waiting time, minimum waiting time recommended is a year. Yeah. If I'm I'm pretty I seem to recall that it's a year. So you're gonna and you're gonna have to put on a good show because they you're gonna have you, to give up ten percent of your gross income. You're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to have paid a, a solid tithe. They get they have to believe that you fully buy into this shit. Yeah. To get there. So so you've gotten yourself there. Yeah. Well actually no. This is let's back up. This is all pre dedication right? mm, yeah um and so anyways so uh it's a it's a special place where lots of good things happen it's where mormon weddings ceilings yeah. happen all, all mormon weddings uh of mormons in good standing right take place in the temple in the temple if you have your temple recommend then you can go to the, the, the wedding and when you say ceilings this is uh this is a thing that they do where like if a family is blended you know you got you got a father and a mother that are not Mary, you know, let's say the part or the the the, uh, the Brady bunch. The Brady bunch. You got a Brady bunch situation, mm-hmm. except that uh, what, what was his? What was the, the Brady bunch dad's name? Bob. No, no, Dick. That's, that's not it at all. I don't remember. Dale. Now you're just listing names. Tim. Stop listing names. It was. Uh, it wasn't Greg though. Greg was the. Greg was the oldest. Older brother. I don't remember. Anyway, Mike. Mike. It was Mike Brady. Oh, there you go. And uh, and and what was the mom's name? Carol. Mike and Carol. Yeah. All right. So Mike and Carol are going to get married. Uh, they, you know, after both having lost a spouse and both of them having three mm-hmm. children apiece, and they want their children to all be part of the same family, eternal family. Yes. That's important. 
It's important. It's very important. So, well, here's the deal. Yeah. Let's say on episode two <laughs> of the Brady Bunch, the Mormon missionaries had shown up. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, they uh, they go through the whole thing. They do everything that we just said. They stick around for a year. They would then go to the temple. Mm-hmm. So they're already married, right? Right. So Mike and Carol go to the temple to have their their marriage sealed for for, for time and all eternity. For because they already got the time thing. They covered. already have yes. Time in this case just means until you die, right? And then, and then eternity means eternity is eternity. So in the celestial kingdom. Celestial kingdom. And so their kids would actually all have to be present, even though they're not recommend holders. Right. Because they would they, have to be brought in. They have to be part of this eternal union now. Exactly. So they all have to be sealed to the parents. Right. But if your parents were good little Mormon kids and got married in the temple, and then they have you, you're what's called being born into the covenant. Right. And so you do not have to go in and then be sealed later. Right. Because it's just understood. Your parents are sealed. You get born into that ceiling. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a handy-dandy little trick they came up with. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we're, um, we're kind of meandering here. <laughs> yeah, we are. But anyway, so we decided, hey, why don't we go up and get, we, you know, we do church reviews. We need, we need to get back to that. Yeah. Um, but why don't we do a temple review? A temple review. Well, so... Here's the thing. It's quite an it's quite a production, mm-hmm. especially in Utah. When they did before, when they do an open house for a temple in Utah, the, all the members of the church who have already been through dozens I of temples don't understand. Show this. up for this shit, and all, people who could show up afterward with their recommend and just go and just check it out. Yeah. Oh well, except that then they would have to actually do temple work, which but would they be, love it. Oh uh, well, they love it. Anyway, so we show up and, you know, we, we had to get the tickets. Uh, we had to uh, sign up for tickets online. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to, but we did. No, apparently they'll let any Tom, Dick, or Harry who gets in line in. But we we wanted to be good, so we got our, our tickets. Well, I figured, you know, the Mormon church, they're like super orderly. Right. And they've got a way of doing it. And if they ask you to do, they, if they ask the members to do something, they typically just fall in line and do it the way. Yeah. Not, that right way. Yeah. No, there was none of that here. Well, there was. I mean, people were... Okay, so what we did was we showed up at the at the parking lot that they wanted us to show up to because there's not enough right. parking around the temple for this. Right. And so this is an off-site parking lot where they're busing people in. Right. So we show up at this parking lot. We get on the bus. Mm-hmm. We show up at 8 o'clock. Right. Our right. tour was for 8 o'clock. So we're there a little, just a little before 8 in, in the evening time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and away we go. We get on the bus. Finally, it goes... We show up at the temple, and there's a bit of a line. Yeah. We can see a bit of a line. Well, we can we can kind of see down into the parking garage, which is sort of subterranean and right. adjacent to the to the building. And it looks like there's a, like, wow, that's quite the line. There's a bunch of people, and then we see the rest of the line. Yeah. It went outside, out of the, out of the parking garage, down the street to the corner, left. Up the whole length of the next the street. The entire block. And then half a block, and then it turns again and goes half a block. Yeah. We have curved around an entire half of the temple. The temple yeah. takes up an entire city block. We've gone all the way around that block. Yeah. And it's a big city block. It's not like it's some little dinky thing. No. Thing it's huge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, there we were. We, we and So we waited in line for a million years. <laughs> Yeah. And then you get into the parking garage, and it's like Disneyland, where you think you because you've entered the building, you're done going through the lines. But no, right. there's more line now. It's serpentines mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah, 
And then once you get to the end of that, they're like, oh, hey, there's a video we want you to watch. Yeah. Oh, God. Like a 10, 15 minute long video. Uh, really? It wasn't more than an hour? Because it felt like it was hours and hours and hours long. <laughs> it was so boring and stupid. And it's all about like, we want you to understand what the temple means to us. And we believe yeah. that the temple is a holy and place. And it's all designed and... for non-members. But the only people there are members right. besides us. Right. But they're feeling the spirit, so they're fine. Yeah. Because, frankly, the entire time I'm in line there, like, the shit in me is just in full effect. I just wanted to ruin everybody's time the entire time. I was good. Yeah. Well, I was actually um, Rachel, who has hosted... She guest hosted once here. Right. So you guys have uh, some our, our regular listeners have a frame of reference as to who I was hanging out with last night. Yeah. So I was, I was chatting with Rachel and talking about going to the temple with, with you. And and uh, and I was like, yeah, it actually makes it really exciting because you never know if he is really going to. <laughs> and, it's, and, and even if he doesn't really do something completely inappropriate, he's still saying things he's still whispering things to you that you're just like please don't please don't say that any louder than you're currently saying it and yeah. she, she, she thought that was kind of funny i'm telling you so. man i and literally like while we're serpentining through the line i'm trying to make eye contact with women so that i can <laughs> wink at them oh, shut up no you weren't i totally was I you wanted... were winking at the women no no they're mormons they won't make eye contact with you for more than 13 like <laughs> nanoseconds it's literally like if they catch your eye they like look away <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I was, I, I, but I was trying. I have yeah. to admit. And then, and then, I so I say this to to Brent, your boyfriend, who's yeah. there with us. I say, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm trying to catch these young girls' eyes to to give them a wink, just to make them uncomfortable. And he goes, "Well, why aren't you trying to do that to the boys?" And I was like, <laughs> "That's an interesting point." So then we're walking, and I'm going to give some old like usher guy a wink. Just he to, beat you to it, didn't he? He winked at me. <laughs> I was all freaked out. Like, what, I what the hell? Because I think the same guy winked at me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And I was, I was going to give that guy a little wink. And then he's like, hey. and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, one point for you, Mormon usher man. <laughs> you got me on that one. You beat me to it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we waited, we watched a stupid goddamn video. Then. We get back in line. Yeah, it's not like the video. Then you get to go into no. the temple. No, now, now, now we get, get now we get to suit up, oh, yeah. <laughs> which means we have to put booties on. Yeah, but actually, there were volunteers there putting them on our feet for us. Yeah, we weren't even like they weren't even handing them to us and saying, "Hey, put these over your right. shoes." It's like raise your foot right. and we'll put. It. So that was weird. Yeah, and then finally we get to terrible. go into this goddamn temple. Which, first of all. Talk about anticlimactic. It is, it's like, um, I would say a three and a half to, no, it's a solid four star hotel style decor. So it, it feels, they've done nice finishes, but it's all, but it also feels very corporate. Oh yeah. It feels very, very corporate. Yeah. So you go in and it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, there's some furniture in the waiting room that's like nice. Yeah. And, you know, marble tile, as I say. And, you know, they've really tried to make it... Like, Mormons who who refuse to actually acknowledge reality when it comes to things that their church has done would all look at it and go, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> right. 
It's just so beautiful. They do such a nice job. They just really do a great job with everything that they do. Boy, they really, they really spare no expense. They spare no expense. They it's spare so no expense beautiful. On the and it's just so beautiful. It's not. It's so it I think Brent had the best line of the evening, which because he wasn't we've been to a few of these things. He really right. hasn't. And and we should point out that obviously I've been through the, the temple right. as a temple recommend holder, right. and so is your wife. Yeah, yeah. So, so me and Brent had not had never been through the temple in that context, but mm-hmm. I've been through a few, a couple, uh, right. pre uh, or uh, uh, dedication, and so mm-hmm. Brent. Like he was looking around, and he, his comment was, "It looks like a semi-okay hotel with a strangely small pool." Anyway, let's, uh, let's so let's get on with with what the temple has. The temple has three rooms called the that, that each correspond to the three degrees of heaven that we've talked about in the Mormon Church. Not entirely true. No, I don't think so. Don't they have a they have a terrestrial room and a celestial room and a celestial room traditionally? Well, if you go to the Salt Lake Temple, yeah, which is one of the few that actually has all of the rooms, right, right, because it, it, it's a, it's a film presentation now, right. and so a lot of the like the really dinky small and by temples, it, you mean the temple ceremony, the temple ceremony, yeah, that you start off in like the creation room, yeah, right, and then you move on to the garden room, mm. and then you move Meaning on Garden of Eden, the Garden of Eden, and then after the garden is. Is there a uh, garden in the garden room? Well, the walls are all painted. Right. Yeah. So in the, in the in the creation room, it's all sort of spacey, <laughs> right? And then you move on to the garden room, and it's yeah. all sort of gardeny. Imagine the Garden of Eden. Sure. It's picture perfect. I mean, that's lovely. Blah. And there's little like, you know, like animals that don't normally like each other or that eat each like one that eats the other. They'll right. be like all snuggled up. Sure. Right? Sure. And a and a little babbling brook right? uh, sure yeah, yeah yeah whatever and then to be honest i think from the garden room you get up and i don't remember what they call the next room but it's it's like the was it like the dark and the dark and spacious world or the mm-hmm. um, dark and stormy the, night the dark and something I, I can't remember what the the, the oh. next part of it's called as, as when they're cast out into the the dark and something world um and then they, then from there you have the terrestrial, the terrestrial, terrestrial room. Tele- the telestial. No, 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 no. Oh, no. there is no telestial? I don't think they bother with the telestial because that's, that's Earth. No, that's terrestrial. No. In their, in their, in their representation know. of everything, telestial is the Earth. Is the Earth, right. Terrestrial is the moon. Is the, is the moon? Or the stars? I, I think it's its own thing. It's just a kingdom. It's a kingdom, but I think it's represented by the moon. I've never heard that. Okay. And then the sun represents the celestial kingdom. The sun, right. Okay. That makes sense. So if you go and you look at like the um, the, the the Salt Lake Temple. there, are, Yeah. There's sun, see, moon, and stars. There's sun, moon, and stars. Okay. So the stars the stars might be the, actually the, the telestial representation. Maybe. Um, maybe some Mormon experts who... Let's, let's jump back into, into our temple now. Oh, okay. Sure. And, so I mean, we're, we're they, just... they've totally abbreviated the whole thing. Right. So now the, all these rooms, and that's why I was sort of describing what they traditionally always did, right. have now been abbreviated into just two rooms and then the celestial room. Right. So there's... Where, and nothing happens in the celestial room. That's why I'm... I'm right. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. two important rooms here are the, what they're the calling instruction the instruction room, room and the ceiling room. 
Well, no, the ceiling room's oh. not part of the the sequence of rooms. You oh. have the instruction room and like a terrestrial. You have like a garden room. Well, this, right? the instruction room has all the uh, the animals, the critters, and everything on it. Yeah, but then there was one right after it that has the veil. Which one was that? What do they call that one? Oh, that they also list that as an instruction. Room. Okay, so two but in that room. Oh, yeah. right there is different from that room. I'm going to call them the uh, the animal mural room, the the nature room, which is probably the garden. Sure. Yes. And then the next one is called the movie theater room. <laughs> no, because what you see right there, that doesn't lift up and reveal a screen. I'm just saying what it looks like. No, I know. That that curtain that looks like it should be revealing a movie screen. Yeah. That reveals the veil. Yeah. Of the temple. Ooh. So behind that is where you pass through the veil. <laughs> you have to creepy go- stuff we've that we've talked about before. Right. We don't need to get into it. You pass through the veil. You got to do your secret walk handshakes. Walk down a little hallway, and then you walk into the celestial room. You got to do all the secret you're... handshakes there at the veil, that's right? That's true. Yeah, all that stuff. That's fun. Uh, and then you go to the celestial room, and it's meant to be the most beautiful room in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like it's got, like it's supposed to. It's supposed to signify heaven to you, and and, yeah, and the yeah. peace and love that is promised unto you, and blah blah yeah. blah. And uh, it's boring. Yeah, it is. It's just it's it's like it's like the, your grandmother's like your most boring old 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 relatives version of heaven. Like, yeah, like it's all white and there's crystal chandeliers and really sparkly crystal chandeliers. Oh yeah. Oh, did you look up at those? Yeah. They were blinding. They were really really sparkly crystal chandeliers, and they had like all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> And then, they did. and then fake flowers. Oh god! Oh. I don't know what they're thinking. Fake plants. Why? Yeah. Why? Why fake plants? Because that's what you do. That's you can't, beautiful. You can't. Nobody can say they spared no expense if you've got plastic plants hanging out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, we're walking up and down stairs this whole time. We're walking through all of these boring, stupid rooms. It took, what? Maybe fifteen minutes, twenty max, that we were in there. Oh, it was, yeah, it was twenty. 20 minutes. I'd say it's probably 20 minutes of just walking in a line. So, um, how long were we there total, though? We arrived at 8 and we left at... Oh, like 10.30 or something yeah. like that? This Absurd. Thing was, it was so long. It was awful. It was like... But Mormons are fine with that because they oh, sit yeah. through boring shit all the time. Yeah, Mormons have... I mean, if there's one thing we can say about Mormonism, growing up Mormon, it trained us for patience. <laughs> Because, my God, just everything about it's just so boring. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that was uh, it was uh, okay. So it, on the whole, I'm gonna give it a go uh, to B minus. I don't. I don't even think I'd give it that much. Really? Yeah, it's somewhere in the C's. Walking up and down the stairs, we saw a lot of chipped tile already. Yeah. Some, we, my, our theory is that they hired some guy's nephew, one of the general authorities' nephews, yeah. like construction company, and they just didn't know what they were doing because because yeah, there's a bunch of chipped tile and stuff. Yeah. That's sad. I will That's say this poorly constructed for the, f- not for the first time, but for one of the most, one of the most, this was one of the most palpable times for me though, of really feeling the spirit. how weird Mormonism is. <laughs> yeah. Like how truly, truly bizarre and weird it is. Yeah. It's- because like the, the temple is just weird. It's inexplicably weird. Yes. I, I will go with you on that. However, for me, that's not what shown shown through on this trip. What did? What really came really? out in this trip for me was how insanely bland these people are. 
Yeah. How when they put their best effort into something, when they do yeah. their best thing, yeah. it is so lackluster. But see, that's the thing. I don't think that for the, some of these smaller temples that they're really putting their best effort in. That's true. Because you go to the um, general conference building, mm. not the con- general conference, just the conference center, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their indoor theater that seats 20,000 people with not a pillar in the entire thing to support the <laughs> the, the upper right. balcony mm-hmm. area. Right. And you're just like, holy crap, this is unbelievable yeah it's pretty impressive i mean but then i think what they are getting you on isn't so much the the the, what they've chosen to adorn it with but rather just the sheer scale right it's like going to saint peter's or something in rome where you walk in and well i mean saint peter's is pretty amazing on a lot of fronts but it's the scale of it that blows your mind yeah and that's what they got there so well Uh, and brigham city temple meh (laughs) not so much no and mormon's all the awkward conversation that people tried to like start up with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There were the, the one thing about Mormons is that first of all, we we're clearly not Mormons because we were there in t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. and, and my wife was there in her stylish clothes, which mm-hmm. stylish really tends to stand out when, mm-hmm. it, when you're in a Mormon crowd. Right. And, uh, and they're all in their, in their Sunday best. They're in their, you know, shirt and tie and, mm-hmm. and flower dresses and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, there, it's clear. It's clear that we're not that we don't belong there. So mm-hmm. the impulse that every Mormon feels is the same impulse that a lot of evangelicals feel, which is to witness to us. Yeah. Or, or actually, what the what the Mormons do is different. They don't witness. They they ask you where you're from. They fellowship you. Did you notice that they friend at you? We obviously weren't Mormon, right? And so they go, "Where are you guys from?" Uh-huh. And when we would say Salt Lake, they they were like, "Uh oh." Huh. How's that possible? <laughs> well, oh, all right. Boy. We've we've yammered on for way too long. Way too long. Sorry. Hope you weren't bored. We were. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, all right. If you would like to at all ever join the conversation, please do so at facebook.com slash Atheist or follow our Twitter feed at Atheist. Yeah, or you can you can uh, email us at thankgodimatheist at podcast, rather podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can leave us a voicemail 424-666-TGIA that's 424-666-8442 we would love to hear from you yeah we sure would so, so yeah join us again next week we'll uh we'll we'll hope we'll have some uh maybe one of those interviews we teased you about yeah when uh we'll have some just fun stuff Woo-hoo! all right guys have a good one thanks for listening okay bye-bye bye bye